Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan. Welcome once again to the Eye on the Ball. This is your host Elaine Ingram. There has never been a more appropriate time to speak to this week's guest. Porig Mallon has achieved the extraordinary as an athlete. He's only the third man in the world to have swam both the English Channel and the North Channel solo. He's also the first ever Ironman Iceman in the world. He has sailed the Atlantic and scaled Kilimanjaro amongst a huge amount of other feats. Um, Porig is a true adventurer. In 2016, he opened Infinity Swimming Pool in Bessbrook, where over 1,200 children and adults of all abilities have learned the joys of swimming. Um, Porig's love of the water, particularly open water swimming, is just as much a mental challenge as it is a physical one. Uh, Porig fully believes in the spirituality that comes from what he does. And he and his crew and um, the other swimming coaches at Infinity instill this on a weekly basis amongst the children. We spoke about all of his adventures and the huge achievements and challenges that he's co- overcome in freezing waters, including the torture of recovery and how it's opened his mind and, um, and become a huge spiritual part of his life. So I'm here with Porig Malin. Um, at Infinity Swimming Pool in, in Bessbrook and surrounded by trophies and medals um, along with the gorgeous looking pool down below us. Um, and so Porik, it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you also. Um, can you tell me a little bit about, first of all, about this actual this pool and how this came about? So back in 2005 we were going to build units on this pool, on this site. Um, the downturn came, we, we held back on developing it. And my uncle Milo, um, Milo McCourt. Milo McCourt, the legend. Yeah, the legend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we had a few pints one night in Doyle's and, and he was saying, let's build a pool, let's build a pool. And I was going like, that is so crazy to even comp- contemplate building a pool. So we uh, we put in the plans and, and lo and behold, we, some like it's maybe four years now we have we have this pool so uh, back in 2016 yeah we we opened the pool in around that and uh, it's been amazing it's we teach about 1200 children per week how to swim we've got masters to the uh, eldest lady we had in here was uh, 78 and we were teaching her how to dive um, and it's just amazing to, 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 to what water does for people. Um, mental health and physical health is just second to none in my eyes. Yeah. You know, you can see you can see the joy in their eyes, the joy in their soul, really, from from taking part. And uh, we do uh, century classes, which is the most spectacular 
experience for me as an owner of the pool to see the joy it brings to people that have special needs or uh, you know it really does relax them and take them into a different uh, different place in their mind and, and which especially in the times that we're in right now must be hugely important yeah yeah the, the, can the, you have you been able to open uh, not very much really the whole COVID thing has has opened people's eyes to the importance of both swimming water open water and dipping and getting themselves mentally and physically into a different place it's um it's always been there obviously but it's so much more evident now of uh, of the benefits of water you know, it's such it's such a healing regenerating uh, spiritual place to be yeah and that takes me right back to the start about you personally um, obviously water is you know a huge part of your life um, and you know I, I don't even know where to start with the achievements that you've you, you know you've swam the you're the first or the only the third person to swim the the North Channel and the English the, the yeah. North Channel and the English Channel you're the, you're the first um, Ironman Iceman in the world um, where like where did it all start it really started from mother and father just always um, having an adventure going on holidays to Donegal or Westport or and the sea was always part of our life um, when we were growing up going to different sports events um, and seeing our parents being in the water it's a natural progression for us to, to do it and some of my earliest memories are in Cameron Lake uh, jumping at the big rock jumping in and diving down to see if we can get a stone from the bottom or big massive waves to me as a child in, in Westport and uh, Donegal and um, so that progressed and I always had a love for boats and um, never really big into swimming. My sister was the swimmer in the family, Colleen, and I would have crewed for Colleen um, through her bigger swims and that really created the love for open water swimming and long distance marathon swimming because I've seen the, 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 the journey that she had to go on both for training coaching mentally physically different types of coaching um, in the water and out of the water and then the whole crewing aspect of it really um, made me think and understand what was going on around the swimmer and what the swimmer was thinking and this the swimmer's needs during the swim and one of the one of the first swims I um, for Colleen was the Clue Bay swim, which is 10 kilometres uh, from Clue Bay into Newport. I just couldn't believe it. All these swimmers had swam like from, from maybe three hours and they were perfectly fine after it and enjoying this sport. And, and that really got me into thinking a bit more about uh, open water swimming, the longer stuff instead of maybe the normal swims we would around here would have been the the Lordian Lady at the Lake, which is 2.7, yeah. and that was a big swim for any of our family to do when we were children. Um, and 
How hard is it to, is the hardest aspect of it getting used to the, I, the, the thoughts of the cold for me is probably what would put me off more than anything. Is it more physical, is it more mental or how do you get used to, or does your body adjust to the cold over the years of doing it or? Yeah, so particularly when people are young, they don't know very much else other than it's a wee bit cold. Like we would have been thrown in, not thrown in, but yeah. pushed into the water and way on and play yourself and like, yeah, kids don't seem to feel no. the cold in the water anyway. They'd no. be in there for hours in the sea. Yeah. So then when you when you grow up like that, you have very little um, worries about cold. Um, now, it takes something different to get into your minuses when the sea yeah. temperature's minus. But, uh, and you do lose it. You, you know, it's just, it's not like cycling. You can ride a bike, you can ride a bike. You do lose it if you don't use it. Is it, is it almost like a zen-like experience at the moment i've lost all my cold water tolerance so it's not wouldn't be too zen for me at yeah. the moment but when you uh, build up the tolerance to be in the water for 15 20 minutes or even 10 minutes or five minutes like especially see the energy that you will get will last you at least a week and really that's all it takes is that walk in walk out even though your body adjusts to the to the cold water, as you said, over the season, if you just continually do it and you just yeah. you know if you're, keep at it, um, initially, that first toe dip into the water is it always the same? Is it always yeah. like? It, yeah, the first, the first bit is always the hardest. The, the first, it's just like anything, like going for a walk or going for a run or going for an exercise. The the, the intention is and, and making the first move to jump in the car with your with your swimming trunks and your uh, towels is the hardest part then yes getting into the water it is freezing there's no it doesn't get it. any easier is what i'm asking but you it, i suppose it does because um the more you realize the benefits of it uh, totally outweighs the the whole hardship of actually having to uh, go yeah. Cold, get into the cold water so. and even taking off putting all oh, taking off your clothes and just in the cold yeah you <laughs> and, and you really just have to zone out and just go for it and there's no quick there's no other easier way to do it you get your gear on to you and then rave actually with your gear on take your uh, gilet off or whatever clothes you may have on off and just go for it yeah because the notion will be off you in no time and uh, and once you start checking out at all it, it sort of builds up from there and, but you, you will realize the benefits of it afterwards and even for for days after it you know it's really um particularly for me to see it's really something else do you think it takes a special type of person or do you think anybody it's no, for anybody no it is for anyone it really is and, and that's that's one of the things that holds a lot of people back that they believe no i could yeah, I think I'm crazy. sorry to say I'm one of those. Yeah. Well, you know, if anyone's got aches and pains or even um, men, uh, mental health issues or, or, or anxiety or or um, problems at work or unable to deal with stress and things like that, definitely have a go on your, on the QT or, or get someone to come with you just to to keep you right. And, uh, or even there's enough groups out there, give us a shout and you know, we'll mentor you and keep you right. And, and give you pointers, but it, it certainly wet outweighs. Wetsuits aren't allowed. You can't can <laughs> win a wetsuit. It suit. doesn't count them, does it? It doesn't feel the same. You don't get the you don't get the full immersion of, yeah. of it. You know, you you really don't know. It's different what you're 
what your aim is then if some people are trying to train in the colder water in the winter or even the summer or maybe their body isn't adapted to it and there is people that aren't adapted to cold water full stop yeah can't deal with it and that's cool uh, and there's people that bodies are adapted to it but mentally they just don't have the confidence you know and that that's something that they can work on but if they realize their weakness then they can they can work on those points yeah you know but i, I can't stress it enough it is for everyone it really is just have someone that you trust with you that you know that will look after you don't do anything silly go out of your depth of that dunk your head splash around and try to just extend your time by 10 seconds each time or 10 percent each time and before you know it you'll, you'll you know there's groups for everyone out there yeah. it really is and there's groups all around northern ireland and in dock and all, all around ireland in general it's, it's just huge and it's great it's great to see it so how so tell me about you now so you started off you decided to to get involved and how did you end up where you did being such a you know the amount of achievements and yeah. you know accolades and everything that you've gotten over the years now the channel swims i suppose would be the big ones um in a way i follow my younger sister who's yeah. the youngest of the family yeah. you know and, and and seeing the joy that she got out of uh, uh, competing um, she, she held she held the record for most of the swims in Ireland, uh, Northern Ireland anyway. Um, yeah, and, and, and I suppose that journey, I could see the joy and the, and the excitement and the adventure that she was involved in, and then sort of fell into that myself. Started to do more swims, started to focus on it. We were all part of Newry um, Newry Morn Swimming Club um, in Newry, and so we we, we were all swimmers maybe not the top competitive swimmers but we enjoyed it so we were able to swim um so then the, the journey just sort of morphed into um we decided to do the guinness world record in Kelmer lake um, so that was 380 kilometers it took us nine days 10 nights 24 7. was it the guinness world record for and uh, the longest um uh, open water open relay yeah right. so that was more of an organized organization challenge um, where we, over a period of a week we got 220 swimmers from all over Ireland to, to come and do what year was this that was 2009 yeah so that was the, the beginning really of uh, us as as children and cousins and really realizing you know what was possible out there so we we pulled that off and it was uh, ratified by Guinness World Record and it, it was such a great achievement, such a great achievement for the, for the community to do it. And then we decided um, as a family, so myself, my brother Martin, my brother Sean, my cousin Aoife, Aoife's husband Mickey and my uncle Milo went to the English Channel and done a relay and it was, it was such an experience, like we found it awful tough as as a group of swimmers that were well able swimming and we bumped into another swimmer from Lurgan Portadown, Maureen McCoy who was overdoing a solo solo challenge swim so we we thought we were the best with bees knees you know doing this relay swim and then finished our swim and met up with Maureen who had just completed the English challenge we were going this is amazing like how could someone actually physically mentally 
do that like on their own on their own like we just hadn't we couldn't uh, understand it at all so um so the light bulb <coughs> went off yeah so so that that was just yeah the light bulb bulb moment uh, we went then as a team the same team um and went to the north channel and done the north channel where it was freezing absolutely freezing. was that harder um physically much harder yeah, I think it was mentally. I mean, you had to deal with currents and stuff like that too, or yeah, with both of them, sort of, you have to deal with the currents, but you leave that all up to the the pilot, um, to deal with. So basically, you just stick with the boat and the pilot. And how many hours was that? That was in around the thirteen hour mark, for for really for both swims, um. But all the time we were learning and we were enjoying the adventure and enjoying the experience as a you know group of swimmers and. And I remember coming back from the North Channel going, this is just unreal of sport. Like, because it was so many different things. It was, like I was always used to doing triathlon, triathlons when I was a child, or mar- um, not marathon run, uh, running, and um, mountain running, and um, cross country running. And it was a totally different sport. Um, your mind was yeah. 50% of it, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I never had experienced before, so um, came back then from the North Channel, and I said to myself, "I'm going to swim, swim the North Channel. I want to swim it. It's my home turf. I want to do it. It's such a um, Everest of a swim." Yeah. And that set me on a journey with with um, with all my cousins, my family, and uh, all the people around the, in the community, just trying to get on. Because it takes it, uh, you know, it's you doing it on your own, but it's also you know a huge amount of support around you yeah yeah like it's not one person yeah you've got i know it's a team it is a team effort yeah so i was blessed to have um um a good network of people around me and my crew for for those two swims were Ethan my cousin who's best friend and if if i'm a court um and my mum who they, they both knew when i needed a kick in the ass how to push my buttons and how to get the best out of me. How long did it take training for it? Um, it took a year to train for. I booked the North Channel or the English Channel first. You have to you have to book them. Yeah. I suppose there's a lot of <clears throat> stuff that's involved in setting it up safely and everything. Yeah. So to get a pilot, you want to you want to book um, probably two years in advance. So I had I had that booked out of about eighteen months really. Um, hadn't really under didn't really understand the whole thing like I do now in terms of spring tides, neat tides. Um, yeah, I suppose you only have a certain window. Yeah, you've only got. It's roughly like Everest in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's only a window of time you can actually do it. So we, you probably only get about seven days, um, seven day window of a neat tide. Yeah, so I got in July. I got to swim in the English Channel and I, thirteen hours forty eight minutes or something like that. Um, to do the English Channel and I found it quite hard I went into hypothermia near the end of the swim and what happens then? you just have to, that's you need to just keep your mind fighting. I mean would you ever like struggle to just swim yeah. at that stage because your mind is numbed yeah well you, you really have to get your mind around it and really start battling physically with, physically with your mind you have to start battling what's happening to your body to keep it away, to keep it out, to, to prevent it. Is it not it. dangerous then? 
That is dangerous, but that's that's what the crew. It is an extreme sport. Yeah. So that's what the crew's for, and that's what uh, the pilots are for, and the observer, and you know all them people around you. You need to be able to go into that water and um, have uh, your life in order, basically. You know, and, and put full trust in in the in the crew, yeah. that, and just do your job, which is one arm over the other, and that's it. Just keep going until you get out of the water, either onto the boat or stand and land on the other side. And when you see the land, is that when you sort of are able to take your foot off the pedal slightly, or no. or does that spur you on? Is it like running over the line of a marathon or something when you just see it, the finish it, line? It might be in slow motion. Yeah. Real slow motion because I could see land for, and it was pitched pitch dark when we were coming into into France, and it was the, the, the markers. The, I could see lights on my left, which didn't make sense, but we were running with the current, with the tide south and trying to break through that at an angle uh, and I just couldn't understand why we weren't going the right direction in my head but obviously the pilot knew what he was doing. Yeah, and your head was already scrambled. Yeah, yeah, totally and I had to push hard to get through the currents. So the closer you get to land usually the harder the currents are because the more shallow water. But yeah, I met it anyway, I met it onto land but I remember getting back onto the boat and getting into a sleeping bag and just telling the two girls, listen, don't let me ever do anything like that again. That's the stupidest thing I ever thought of. And I was just totally exhausted. And, yeah. So how long did it take you to change your mind about that? It's kind of like having a baby. I'm never yeah. going to do that again. So the end of the week, the end of the week then, I, I rang up um, Brian Maharg in Bangor and um, asked Brian to keep an eye on the weather and see what... Uh, what do you, you think of the weather and we'll maybe take a go at the North Channel so I forget how many weeks it could have been just two weeks or maybe four weeks I'm not sure of a gap between them but it did was you not have to have booked that as well though? at the time the North Channel you do now but at the time the North Channel wasn't because it wasn't being done no yeah no. yeah Brian give me remember well I was in Dundalk and Brian phoned me up and says uh Hi, what do you think about tomorrow? Yeah, and that was probably the best way. It was. Do you think your mind was still scrambled? Yeah. <laughs> at that stage. So, uh, but it was the best thing that could happen. You know that I didn't have time really to to talk about it or think about it or back out. Yeah. So I phoned the two girls up and uh, where we went again on another adventure. But physically, would it not have taken you a lot longer than that? To you do. You do. Take, you, you do really need. You know, if we were coaching someone now, we would coach them totally different from the way I trained for that. And I would have been far more ready for it than I was. Uh, so, yeah, you should really have a lot more, like a, a good two months between challenges. Good fortune favours the brave. <laughs> yeah. and that's it. I, you know, I had nothing to lose. And uh, I always had faith in Brian. Brian and Mark. you were young then. What age were you? Well, 31 or something like that there. So, so you were still young enough to be foolhardy. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm still foolhardy. Yeah. You, you know, it's. But you know, when you're younger, you're yeah. slightly more foolhardy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I remember um, diving into the water, and I, I sort of it started swimming. It was like it's nearly like an e-sport event. There's butterflies, and there's so many things going on. Yeah, and you know, it really takes the first three hours for those swims to to if you hold it together for the first three hours, you're nearly there mentally. 
Yeah. No, not physically, obviously. It was still a long way to go. But I remember jumping into the water and I couldn't believe how cold it was. And my uh, two collarbones were like, someone had hit them with a lump hammer. It was, and that's where I normally get when it's cold. That's where. That's where it affects you. Yeah. So I was swimming along and I remember just thinking. Like, what were the temperatures of the water? I'd say in around 12 to 13. Yeah, I remember swimming along and, and saying to myself, like if I just tip my finger off that propeller, I would have an excuse to get out. You know, something so crazy yeah. as that. You know, but then I'd, I was learning about meditation at, during all, them, all those times and I started to meditate and visualize and mantras in the head and stuff like that. And really, really worked, really, really strong um, effect from doing that. and. Before I knew it, I was taking it along nicely. In the zone. Yeah, and I, I strangely found the North Channel um, easier or, 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 or a nicer experience than the English Channel. What I about think. jellyfish? The jellies, jellies were there. They never, they never annoyed me. They, I used to use jellyfish as if they hit me, it was keeping me warm. You know, and that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it, it it really is, and uh, not because I did it. it, it it was never, it was always a bit of mental and physical adventure for me. And that's, and it just happened to be that swimming was where it took me faster and deeper and longer to get into them zones, you know. Yeah. And the, uh, ice swimming then would have really fast forwarded that whole effect, um, that adventure, it, uh, and I mean, exploring my own mental brain yeah you know and, and ice swimming done that so you on a super fast way. so yeah so you went on from that to decide to do more ice swimming yes yeah, so was in uh, cork at a swimming awards um at the time and i heard these girls talking about going to siberia and a few drinks in i go i give it a go like <laughs> You are a real adventurer. I just love at that. Heart. Yeah, and that's what it's about. It's it's not about being first or being the best or anything like that. It's just. It's your own challenges. Yeah. It's challenging yourself. Yeah, and the the it is just an adventure for me. It really is just a, just going somewhere in the globe, anywhere in the world, and then exploring how your body reacts, how your mind reacts. Can you hold it together? And uh, have a bit of fun along the way. I meet all these crazy people from all over the globe. And yeah, the experiences you get uh, is unbelievable, you know. So, so you went to Russia? <laughs> went to <laughs> Russia, went to Siberia, where I had the first experience of proper cold weather. Uh, so, the, but before this was a piece of cake, really? Well, <laughs> it was a totally different, totally different scenario for me uh, altogether. And, Russia was like I had not really done any cold water swimming compared to what I was going to be doing in Russia, and it got me total eyes opened uh, for what was going on over there. You know, they take with chainsaws and cutting twenty-five meter pool out of a lake, and then lifting the ice out with big hooks, and it was just mental, absolutely mental. How is that not really dangerous for your heart? You have to go through an ECG and a medical, a strict medical. And then the doctors over there put you through another ECG and map your heart out and stuff. As you could imagine the shock. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's where your mind comes into the whole thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd really need to you need to hold things together. You know, 
you know, too easy to panic and get yourself what into What temperatures are we talking here now? On the first day, we were talking uh, minus 18 degrees Celsius air temperature. The water was constantly freezing, so they had to constantly keep it moving. And then the second day, it was minus 30, 33 degrees Celsius. I'm a refrigeration engineer by trade, and minus 18, I've, I've coped, no problem, working in freezers for hours at a time. But minus 33 was just a total different experience. Cameras wouldn't work. I've I, once in my life been in minus 30 and I took a photograph of it and that was skiing yeah. uh, in France and it was um, the ski slopes they actually closed them because it was yeah, too cold, too cold. Yeah. but you stayed outside for any length of time and minutes and your eyelashes would freeze yeah. and yeah I can't imagine <laughs> in water in that. Yeah, no. that was outside wearing full gear yeah we were in a pair of trunks <laughs> and it was just it was the scariest thing I've ever done in my whole life. It really was your whole body, your everything is just screaming to get you out of that water. Get out, get out, get out. And it was the first time I've seen grown men screaming, crying through the recovery. It just didn't make sense to me. Does it feel like your skin is burning? It's worse than that. It's like someone is trying to pull your veins out of your body. It's just horrific. Um, it's just, it's like someone's smashing your fingers and toes with a lump hammer. The reco- that's the recovery now. When you get into a zone in terms of the swim, uh, and you can hold it together, the longer you can hold it together, the better for you. If you want to, ho- if you want to stay in, but you're really on a tightrope in terms of, um, if you go too long, you're getting too close to the edge and you need to know when you're getting close to it to get out. It's just a totally different... Did anybody, did anybody like, get seriously injured or die not, or anything? Not that, not that time, but there has been people died at advance before. Yeah. So we went to Germany. We set up some ice swimming here in Ireland, which is going quite strong, um, and learned... Uh, learned and developed the sport over the next few years here in Ireland and created um, an association, uh, Ireland Ice Women Association and developed it as part of the global sort of uh, sport um, and made it safer. Uh, We now have uh, courses that you go on to learn the ins and outs of it, how to run the event how to keep it safe, what the regulations are in terms of temperature, swimming attire, and, uh, what in terms of courses, our rec- swim courses, and recovery, you know, so it's, it's, it's a safer sport now, it's a massive sport now. Um, so this year, unfortunately, there will be no events because of COVID. Yeah. But it's still happening. We're so lucky that we're surrounded by water, we should really, you know, embrace it yeah. more. And, and we are embracing it. You know, I, like, if you counted the amount of people going into the water today throughout Ireland, you'd have tens of thousands. Yeah. You really would. You know, and that is from people maybe swimming a kilometre to people staying in the water for 10 seconds. And I suppose, you know, one of the positive things to come out of this whole COVID situation, which there aren't too many, mm-hmm. but um, that people are appreciating what they have around them more. So you're probably getting an awful lot more people yeah. that are 
you know, they can't go off to Spain or wherever else to, you know, on their summer holidays to, to get into the nice warm water and realize the benefits of getting into this, to the sea here or, you know, and being able to appreciate the water. Yeah. Yeah, it's, we're so lucky. We're so lucky that um, we are so close to the sea, no matter where you are in this country. Yeah, you're never too far away. Yeah, yeah. Or, or close to the water. You know, it doesn't have to be a big lake. Or it could be a small pond, or it could be on top of a mountain, or whatever. Like, as long as you're making use and you're you're staying safe in the water, it's excellent. That's what it's for. You know, never swim alone. Always swim in a group, and don't push it too far in the winter. You know, have fun. And, push it a wee bit but not don't go over the line because recovery can be scary if you go too far um, and it can be dangerous it, the recovery can be painful you know yeah. if you're only in the water for 10-15 seconds there's going to be no recovery if you're in the water 30-40 minutes there's going to be recovery and the recovery is going to be painful and it's just learning how to manage and how you're you best cope uh, in that recovery situation so how long does it take the recovery usually? It take it could take twenty minutes or it could take an hour, depending yeah. on who it is. Um, it's an experience on its own, you know. And all of those experiences what attracted me to the different uh, different types of swimming was that I was pushing my body, my mind, uh, and learning about it all along the along the journey. When I'm driving past one point and and see. Um, older people I'm about to say that with with this with a woolly hat on and doing a wee breaststroke I'm like I'm saying that good one that's yeah. class that's you know they know the the benefits of it and they're really enjoying life you know by being out there in the, in the great outdoors you know. yeah and then you went on to, to tell us about the the first um, Iron Man, Ice Man in the world. <laughs> Did they invent this um, title <laughs> just for, just for you? <laughs> I don't know how that came about. Stephen Monotones from uh, um, California came up with that one. Um, he's he operates Wowza World Open Water Swimming Yeah, which you won the which you yeah. won the award yeah. for. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that happened either. But anyway, um, you won Swimmer of the Year. Swim, yeah. Yeah. What year was that? That was. That was the thirteen. I think thirteen. It was because it was done the double. The double, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, talk about being an all rounder. You also climbed Kilimanjaro <laughs> for the Nuri Hospice. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, what was that like? That was, that was a fantastic experience. Um, uh, Lauren O'Malley and um, Connor Bannon. Yeah, that's Banjo's. Banjo's yeah, son. Banjo's wife and Banjo's son, son yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Again, it was just adventure. Rang me up, caught me in the right day. Want to have a go at this? And what was it like going up instead of across? As in, yeah, going, going from no oh, altitude yeah. to. So the altitude, um, I've had experience with altitude during swimming before in in Tibet. We were invited over to China through the Russian swim that we were at in Siberia, and uh, took part in Yellow River sprint across the across the river but they opened the dam and the water got faster so it was like you're trying to swim one kilometer across a river and if you didn't make the goalposts which were probably 800 meters down down river 
then you were disqualified. So they just kept on doing these heats. But every time the heat was over, they would open the dam and the water would get faster. And it was at altitude. So it, when we came to the end of the swim, the so first... So it's like I'm a celebrity on acid or something. <laughs> something like that, yeah, yeah. So uh, when we came to the end of the swim, they had all these uh, uh, bladders and with hoses coming out of them. Keep away from that, whatever the <laughs> hell that was. But we quickly realised that it was yeah, because of the altitude, it was oxygen in the, in the bladder. Oh, right. And uh, the next few swims that myself and Milo took part in, we, we took them because the recovery after it was um, far easier yeah. than gasping, you know. And it's like trying to swim with someone with a plastic bag over your head. Yeah. You know, it's just the so, altitude, yeah. Yeah, so that was a class experience. Um, and then, yeah. I had something similar to that, and then on the last day of um, Kitty Majero, um, and the altitude is something that I, I will explore more. You know, I, I, there was lots of hallucinations and stuff like that, but I knew that was all happening. Yeah. You know, and I was sort of enjoying that trip, if you, if you want to yeah. call it like that. Um, Natural high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and the hardship of that, and um, I think out of all these things. Um, the, the ability to suffer um, and see where your mind goes is something that's it's it's very spiritual. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, and I found. And I suppose being in Tibet, that whole uh, that must have added to the experience of the spiritual nature of everything that you've been yeah. doing. Yeah, because I would be sort of leaning towards uh, Buddhism as a as a religion and a way of life, and um, as because that really is their ethos, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Just. Don't don't do anything to anyone else. Or I'm not big into it, into it, but I just that's the way my mind would think. You know, yeah. in terms of religion or way of life, you know, just just be good to everyone around you and karma, and you know, just look after everyone and look after the earth as yeah. well. You know, it's, it's very it's becoming more evident every day that how, how important it is. Like, yeah. You know, because really the earth doesn't need us. We are the, well, we're that's the ones. It. It's a, we're the ones going to be dumped off it. It's going to survive yeah. longer than us. Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, the Kilimanjaro was a great experience, and I'll, I'll be back to altitude again when, when I get myself pulled together and get going again and get uh, something put into the tick list. Tick, tick sheet. <laughs> There's nowhere else for you to go. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's you follow Elon there. Musk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, there's loads. Uh, like booking your trip to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> Just even do a bit of swimming up there. But even uh, uh, sail across the Atlantic with two people. And that, oh, I was sailing, I wasn't rowing like some people's done. Like, but that there was a great experience, a uh, mental experience, and uh, the realization how tiny us humans are on this planet yeah when you're in a vast ocean yeah vast ocean and storms and And at the mercy of the seas yeah like it really does uh, give you a different perspective on on the human race and how how uh, insignificant we really are compared to the overall might of uh, mother nature Uh, and we had a couple of hurry moments there and that looking back and all those different things like great experiences great uh, Adventures. That's yeah. Really, yeah. So there's a good trend of adventures in uh, in anything that I do, and really, if someone rang me in the morning and said, "Listen, what do you think of this here? Would we'll you have a go at it?" And 
the nuttier would be the the better really it's a good way to look at life yeah and don't be afraid of don't don't be afraid of them them uh, pushing the boundaries moments because yeah, as everyone says that's where we grow on it you really do you and it, it's it's more about the adventure in your of learning about yourself and learning about your own mind and um, where you where you can go physically and mentally and uh, building that uh, confidence up and then in, in pairing that into like here in the pool like all these children come through the door and and you could see the, the sparkle in their eyes after their first stroke and, and you're going to yourself you know you're just on the start of something amazing here you know keep going and you know that they're yeah some of them might keep swimming and have a beautiful journey throughout their whole life until the day of the day and some of them might fall away from it but all, they'll always have that skill of being able to swim if they fall into the water somewhere they'll, they can look after themselves and, or they can enjoy the beach somewhere yeah. nice and warm or or they can go to Siberia and swim in the ice or go to Antarctic and you know it just yeah. gives the, gives them children that that ability to just dream you yeah. know and we, we we're big in, in trying to um, give the children them tools not just for swimming but just wee things in life that they're learning here by being being interacting with the, the coaches and interacting with other children and you know behavior and, and just just looking after each other and looking out for your your teammate and things like that it all all them things help in their life skills yeah i know we're blessed here with the teachers we have they're all they're on the same wavelength as us like and we're not saying we're wacky or anything like that we're not we're just we've been around the world and we've We've seen a lot of different things and we enjoyed it all and, and we want to um, instill that into the, the children that come through the door because they're, they're our next generation. Yeah, they're the future. Yeah, they are the future. Where did the, word, where did the name Infinity come from? Infinity, um, so we were in Warm Point one day sitting in the cafe and we're just thinking and coming up with ideas and brainstormed and then... Uh, there was a photograph of a boat outside um, Narrowwater Castle and it had infinity on it. He says, that's a class name. And that's to infinity and beyond. To infinity and beyond. <laughs> but it's really, uh, it really is fitting for what we, what we do and what we stand for. You know, it's endless and it's just constantly growing. Yeah. You know, and it's not one person. It's a huge, huge community. Everyone has their input and their place and it's becoming global as well so we've, we've people that work with us constantly from all over we've got a pilot coming from uh, San Francisco to work with us this year on the North Channel or next year on the North Channel you know and that's but we open our doors to everyone and anyone yeah you know, and, and we help we've helped develop a pool over Nepal and, and some of our teachers go over to Nepal and, and, and teach the, the monks the junior monks how to swim and it's been been really lovely to see it develop and yeah. w- at the time how the relationship came, came about at the time we were building the pool the uh, the monks were here at Pat McParland's um, doing a ceremony and they blessed the pool they blessed the foundations of the pool as they were being put in uh, so we built up a relationship with them so every year that they're back we we uh, make plans then to go over to Nepal to 
to work with them. Uh, so there's a group of three ladies. They were meant to go this year, but it never happened. But next year they'll go to Nepal to teach the, the young guys how to swim. Wow, because so I suppose they're not used to it in Nepal. I mean, they're no. very mountain, <laughs> they're surrounded by mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Himalayas, so it's yeah. all good experience. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, listen, it's been really lovely to talk to you, yeah. Patrick. Well, thanks very much. No problem, no problem. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Eye on the Ball. If so, subscribe to our podcast and to Arma Eye. If you've any suggestions about what you'd like to hear or any comments at all, feel free to send us a message or leave a comment. And I hope you'll join me next time for The Eye on the Ball. Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 223. Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan.